Hello and welcome to The Golden Standard. This is a podcast about my ramblings on anything and possibly everything. Today, I'm going to have my first episode and it's on a bit of an interesting topic, working conditions, creative control, and mental health, specifically looking at creative freedom and strenuous working environment and how that can negatively impact the mental health of professional wrestlers. Like I said, a bit of an interesting topic, hasn't really been looked at too much, However, I'm going to try to give it a shot today. And so starting off, what really is the problem? Well, there are two branches of wrestling, primarily in the United States. There's World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, and also independent promotions. WWE is almost the only viable option for professional wrestlers to make a decent living because they're a large company They and they definitely have the money. However, with independent promotions, it's difficult for wrestlers to make money because they are booked independently by the individual and small companies all around the United States, and they make money through their booking fees and also selling merchandise that they make. So basically, whoever comes to the shows, that's how they're going to make money, and if they can't make money because a lot of people don't come to the shows, then they can't really make a living wage. They often have to have other jobs. However, with independent wrestling, they have a lot more creative control over their performance in the ring and who they are as a professional wrestler. And that's going to have a major role in the problem. Because in WWE, all creative ideas have to be run by and approved by Vince McMahon, who's the owner of the company. So he has a lot of control over what they say and what they do, how they present themselves, and what ultimately ends up on TV, on social media, mostly, and things like that. So today I want to take a dive into one specific wrestler, professional wrestler, Jonathan Good. That's his real name. He's known outside of WWE as John Moxley and inside Dean Ambrose, and inside as Dean Ambrose, who's under contract for World Wrestling Entertainment from 2011 to 2019. And during that time, he was given the name the Lunatic Fringe and was told that his character is a crazy person and who's also mentally unstable. So inside that time, he was told how he should act on TV and pretty much told what to do, how to do it, and he had no say in it. Near the end of his run with World Wrestling Entertainment, excuse me, after his run ended, he appeared on a podcast called Talk is Jericho. The Emancipation of John Moxley was the title of it. And he told Chris Jericho, also a former wrestler with WWE and now a different company, about how his mental health problems were so bad working with the company due to the lack of freedom he had and how he felt like he had no control over what he was doing that he would ultimately get physically sick towards show days when he would before he even showed up to the arena because he knew that he wouldn't be able to do what he loved to do and make the wrestling that he did a passion project But fortunately for him, when he left WWE, he joined All Elite Wrestling, which is a new company that started up in 2019. And he also had a working relationship with another company out in Japan. And through those two companies, he almost has complete autonomy in his character and his ring style and how he portrays himself. He can do what he wants, how he wants to do it. And he can make a decent living off of it as well. Since All Elite Wrestling is run by wrestlers and it's a promotion for wrestlers as well. So they care about the employees that they have. Unlike some 
times that we've seen world wrestling entertainment i remember john oliver he had a episode on i believe it's last week tonight something like that where he talked about a bunch of the problems that world wrestling entertainment has specifically with vince mcmahon who he has called a crazy billionaire who's in charge i believe he's almost 75 years old so he's a bit out of touch but with john moxley when he when he switched over to AEW, you could see in his demeanor and how he carried himself that he was much happier there portraying who he wanted to be and wrestling how he wanted and not having to be called a crazy person or a lunatic. So a connection that I saw was to the music industry. Now, wrestling and music, they're not exactly very closely related, but the creative freedom part, I think, is something that can be tied between both of them. One example that I found in the music industry was Tyler Joseph of 21 Pilots. He often sings about how he feels confined to create a certain type of music in a certain way for the record companies and things like that in order to make popular music, in order to make record sales. One song that I can specifically remember is Lane Boy and a lyric from that is I'm in constant confrontation with what with what I want and what is popping in the industry. It seems to me that singles on the radio are currency. My creativity is only free when I'm playing shows. So I believe that perfectly encompasses what I just talked about there and how he feels like he has to create music a certain way. And other artists also feel this. I watched a documentary on Netflix about Avicii, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. And he also talked about how he felt pressured to create music that he wasn't super into and it wasn't really his passion, certain style and sounds that he didn't want to make. But the companies that almost owned him and owned the music, they felt like it would sell that way. So that's what he had to do in order to make money and fulfill his contract. Because ultimately it's a business and those companies are out to make money and they don't they don't always care about their performers and who they have under them for contracts. So when I was research doing some research on this, looking up and see what other people have written, one study jumped out to me and that was from Kalman in 2001. He found that high job demands and low job control can result in job strain and have adverse consequences for health and that includes mental health. Through the research that he did, 23% of the respondents to the uh, questionnaire, I believe it was, he sent out could be classified as suffering from mental distress. And you can see this in World Wrestling Entertainment through the the, high job demands. They have house shows, not just the televised shows, but house shows all throughout the week. I believe it's four nights. And also there's no off season, so they're going year round almost 52 weeks a year, they don't even really get Christmas off, or rather the week of Christmas or anything like that. You can also see the low job control because when they have matches, they have road agents who help book those matches and put them together so they can adhere to the storylines and also make sure that Vince McMahon is happy with what's being presented. And the creative team who also has their hand in the metaphorical cookie jar there, putting their matches together. And then those health consequences aren't just physical, 
but mental too that I was talking about. So aside from getting physically injured because wrestling is a contact sport and accidents happen all the time, sure these adults aren't trying to hurt each other, but sometimes it does happen. But the mental aspect of it, going year-round for 52 52 weeks out of the year, burnout can really occur, and that's when some more problems take place. You get sloppy with your matches, or you just completely lose interest, and you quit and just don't have another job lined up since professional wrestling is all that you've been doing. The World Health Organization also found that mental health problems can cause disability and illness in employees. The largest men, the largest health problem that they found was musculoskeletal issues and it's more than double the most likely illness to suffer and with a extremely physically demanding job such as being a professional wrestler these injuries are much more likely to occur regardless of whether or not you have a mental health condition with you we've seen wrestlers also have injuries such as like MRSA infections and things like that. Specifically, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley had one that put him out of commission for a while. And that came with a tremendous amount of both physical setbacks and also mental setbacks. He really had to almost fight against himself to get back into the career that he really enjoyed. And once he got there, ultimately it wasn't a great reception from WWE. He was put right back in storylines where he wasn't happy with it. And he wasn't having a good time coming back to the job and doing what he once loved to do, which is extremely unfortunate after coming back from such an injury, such as a MRSA infection in his elbow. And it's, I believe, the second time that he had that happen to him. There was also research conducted in 2002 by Stansfeld, and he found that there's evidence implying that low decision latitude or insufficient control or more related to depressive symptoms. And this goes back to the issues of creative control over their characters that wrestlers try to portray on TV and at shows. And if you can't be expressive in who you are and who you want to be, you're more likely to suffer from issues with mental health. Often when wrestlers are getting into the business, they're told that their character could or should be themselves, but turned up to 11. So it's so much easier for you to be who you want to be But in world wrestling entertainment, you're often told to be a different character and play this other person who you don't really know. But once you start working with it, you begin to feel like you have an idea where this character should go. But then you have that problem of creative and Vince McMahon who are telling you that this is a different direction where they want your character to go. Gabriel and Lightman found that Productivity levels can decrease with mental health issues are present in a different re- in a different study. And I think that really coincides with the research from Stansfeld and that when mental health issues are present, such as depression and other things like that from the low decision latitude and insufficient control, your productivity levels also drop. And this can not only affect a locker room just because you're around these other people and when you have depression that can sort of spread to other people and other wrestlers. But a decrease in productivity can lead to sloppy or messy matches where mistakes can be made in an already dangerous sport. And with other people's careers literally in your hands and their livelihood on the line, you definitely don't want to be making any mistakes that could harm either yourselves or them. Another connection that I made was to Hanasono and Yang's 
article from 2016 where they conducted research on social support victims for discrimination. And though I feel like it's not exactly an overlap by any stretch of the imagination, there is a closeness in the study and that some of the information can be carried over specifically using computer-mediated support in order to help those victims. They found that online social support is beneficial to the victims of racial discrimination since it's a great way for them to find support from others that aren't in their immediate circle. And I feel like online, having support groups there is able to help cope with the some of the problems that can come up from the professional wrestling business in WWE where you don't have these, where you have these problems within the lack of creative control and you aren't able to be who you want to be. Being able to express yourself and have other people see you in a different way that's not necessarily on TV can do a really great thing for you mentally and help you out by resetting who you are and what you're hoping to do in your job and what you're trying to accomplish. And I know not everyone is a professional wrestler, wants to get into professional wrestling, but I thought that it was an important thing to talk about because the vast majority of people are going to have jobs and it might not always be what you want it to be and you're not doing exactly what you love to do. But it's important to find those social support groups that are around you so you can have almost an outlet where you can receive some positive feedback instead of just bottling it up inside. And you can see that musicians use music to vent and also professional wrestlers. In certain instances, they can use the ring as a way to put those feelings out too, as you often see it with independent promotions, but not within WWE. Thank you for listening to me ramble for a bit about a couple of aspects of mental health, professional wrestling, and how a certain extent of creative freedom in a relaxed working environment can help improve not only your productivity levels, but also mental health. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Golden Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and I'll see you next time.